I didn't run my official test recording. <gasps> hello, hello, and cheers to each and every one of you. Oh, how I've missed us. I hope to Jeebers that you all had a 10 out of 10 week. And here's to an even better weekend. Well wishes to you all. Uh, many of us obsessed with true crime have wished for that one story, that one connection, that experience, you know, that they can cherish for years, brag about and share with anyone else sharing that same obsession, you know? Like, even as fucked up as it is, at times, I've secretly hoped to find a body, you know, out on a bike ride or a walk, just in the woods all alone. Part of me wants to help solve a crime, and part of me wishes for that adrenaline rush, you know, like I said, just that experience. Obviously, I don't wish this harm upon anyone, but if they've already passed, then, I mean, I'm a stable person, but we all have dreams, right? Per usual, uh, it is me, I, Eli, your host of Murder in the Morning. Normally, I, I hate introducing myself this early. Or really even at all. It's not like anyone actually needs to know my name. And if you're listening, you can clearly read the title. That's why you're here. Doi. But today is just a little bit different of a day. Don't worry, there will still be a true crime story for you. And very shortly, I promise. But I just happened to receive some news via the wonderful world of Facebook. Love. I promise I only use it for group messages, otherwise, poo-pooey. <clears throat> but anyways, my friends who still live back in Minneapolis sent me this short story. And if you will, I'm going to read that to you quickly before we get into everything. So, quote, The Hennepin County Sheriff's Office launched a death investigation after a body was pulled from Bede Makaska in Minneapolis early Thursday morning. The sheriff the sheriff's office said a 911 caller reported finding a body around 6.30 a.m. on the west side of the lake in Minneapolis. The sheriff's office responded to the scene with assistance from the Minneapolis Police Department and Minneapolis Park Police. HCSO said Water Patrol recovered the body from shallow waters. Authorities say that medical examiner will identify the victim and determine the cause of death. Beyond that, details released by the sheriff's office on Thursday morning are minimal. The death remains under investigation. End quote. So clearly, this is still very, very, very new news. Um, this podcast will go up Saturday, and this article was only issued today, Thursday. While it's not much of a whole story yet, I'll tell you why I find it really interesting and kind of why I started this episode a wee bit different today. To bring you all the way back around, I used to live on that lake, and my friends that sent me that article still do. I mean, that could have been my chance there to, to be there and help, and I have that story finally. But I just thought it was kind of cool to have my own hometown connection to a now-developing story, you know, current. We're amidst it. Oh, and if you're wondering, the lake, Bidet Makaska, 
um, which took me, or excuse me, the correct pronunciation is, uh, oof, Bidet Makaska, pardon me. It's spelled B-D-E space M-A-K-A space S-K-A. Took me almost the entire two years I lived there to properly pronounce it. It was renamed a few years back from Lake Calhoun, previously named after some old racist white man. And then the new name was bestowed upon by the Dakota tribe, who were the original inhabitants of what we now call Minnesota. And Bidet Makaska, in their language, means, quote, Lake White Earth or Lake White Bank. But yeah, so I just thought that was kind of cool. like I said, I don't wish harm upon anybody, but that would have been sort of neat to just be walking by the lake after I had just woken up and all of a sudden, boom, I'm in the midst of a true crime story. Whatever. Okie dokie. Quick little side lesson, history, blah, blah, blah. Check. Moving on. My sources for today's fully developed true crime story come from Wikipedia, DNA India, APB Live News, Mirror.co.uk, and IncredibleIndia.com. Merriam-Webster defines a sadist as a person who takes pleasure in inflicting pain, punishment, or humiliation on others. For example, he's a sadist. He's in the boy's face constantly prodding prodding, belittling, and taunting. Our example today, unlike the great Merriam-Webster, is much more graphic. A little more mm, sadistic. As with many of my stories, I start with a pretty specific Google search, and I, you know, that I try to focus on for that week, hoping to find something cool. But Google usually puts me in a spin cycle and spits me out with something entirely different. I'll save you the boring version, but long story short, today we will be covering the world's youngest serial killer. Possibly the world's smallest serial killer as well, but for sure, youngest. Let me take you guys to India, specifically a village named Mushahar within the region known as. Bihar or Bihar. If you're like me and don't know a GD lick about India, specifically Bihar, let's learn together. According to Wikipedia, Bihar is a state in the plains of India. The state is bounded by Uttar Pradesh, Pradesh in the west, West Bengal to its east, Jharkhand. Oh, I'm again, forgive me for my pronunciations. Jharkhand to its south and Nepal to its north. Bihar is one of India's poorest states with stark social inequality. Travelers may find the hassles common to traveling everywhere in India are much more pronounced here. With that being said, it is also extremely rich with history. Let me read you a different snippet from Incredible India that paints you a very, very uh, separate picture. Quote, Bihar's antiquity is evident from its name, which is derived from the ancient word Vihara, meaning monastery. It is indeed a land of monasteries. Hindu, Buddhist, Jain, Muslim, and Sikh shrines are abound in this ancient land, 
where India's first major empires rose and fell, where the ruins of the world's earliest university slumber in the void of time. The passage of Ganja, or Ganga, flowing wide and deep, enriches the plains of Bihar before distributing, distributing in Bengal's deltoid zone. Among all Indian states, Bihar is the one most intimately linked to the Buddhist life, resulting in a trail of pilgrimages that have come to be known as the Buddhist circuit, end quote. So that is very, uh, just a full 180 from Wikipedia had said. And I like to imagine and tend to go with this much more beautiful, picturesque image in my head when I think of India, because that's what I've thought of India for years. And I like that. And again, we just learned a little bit more history today. Oops. So within the region, like I said previously, lies this village, Mushahar, where our story starts today. This article from DNA India wrote, oh my goodness, it was so perfect. The, just the most beautiful intro. I didn't even want to try to write anything else. And plus it ties in with everything we've already previously learned about the region of Bihar. Quote, Amarjit Sada, the enigmatic figure shrouded in darkness and mystery, emerged from the quaint village of Mushahar in Bihar, India, a place where simplicity and struggle danced hand in hand. His birth added another layer of complexity to his parents' already arduous journey. At the tender age of seven, as fate would have it, a new addition arrived in their humble abode, a baby girl, a bundle of joy and a burden on their fragile resources. The story of this child will surely leave you completely amazed and shocked. End quote. All right. So, as you could tell, this, our subject today is Amarjit Sada. Born in 1998 in this quiet village of Mushahar, Amarjit lived a seemingly normal childhood. Aside from being poor, uh, growing up, he would play outside often, you know, climbing trees and exploring the forest and surrounding towns. And for years, he and his parents, albeit poor, like I said, they seemed happy enough. Naturally a loner, I think a lot of Amarjeet's odd behavior kind of went unnoticed because he, you know, he wasn't typically hanging out with friends on a day-to-day basis or even his parents from day to day. You know, he spent a lot of his time in those forests, in the trees, alone. And at the time, that was okay. But this behavior wasn't seen. And not until his baby sister was born, like the intro said before, did we see something sinister change in Amarjeet. Maybe, maybe he felt neglected or was simply jealous of this, you know, the newfound love in his parents' life. But either way, it didn't make him happy. And his anger, again, coming from seemingly nowhere, it finally snapped when he turned seven years old. Seven years old. And this is astounding when you'll see what this little fucker did. This quote from APB Live News, His life took an unexpected turn when his aunt visited his place with her six-year-old daughter after finding a job in the city. A few few days later, when his aunt and mother left the house to buy vegetables, leaving Amarjeet in charge of the two children. 
From this day, his life took a twisted turn. I think I added a weird pause in there that should not have been. My apologies. At first, he started to pinch and slap his six-year-old cousin. As she began to cry, he put his hands around her throat and choked her before finally strangling her to death. He reportedly went to the nearby forest and bashed her head to a pulp and returned home after burying her, end quote. Um, raise your hand if you want me to go over the definition of sadist again. Merriam-Webster defines a sadist as a person who takes pleasure in inflicting pain, punishment, or humiliation on others. Thanks, Merriam. Okay, but for real, how goddamn insane is that? He is seven. A seven-year-old brutally tortured and killed a six-year-old. What? You would think, right, uh, at this point that the parents would notice and take action immediately. Unfortunately, not the case. As it so happens, Amarjeet's parents, as soon as they found out what he did, came up with a, an insane excuse to tell the aunt. Uh, I'm, it wasn't clear what that excuse actually was. It must have been just off of the wall, but somehow it worked. So the aunt seemingly thinking her daughter died in a freak accident, not murdered by the seven-year-old, she moves on and the parents proceeded to cover up this murder entirely without telling anyone. Maybe I'm thinking this was some sort of karma for that parents cover up, but Sada, the seven-year-old's next target, would be his baby sister. Remember the one who was born just recently and somehow triggered his something? Man, I should really stick to the script, huh? <laughs> okay, quote. One winter afternoon, when Amarjeet's parents were sleeping, his attention turned towards his sister. He reportedly lifted her from the cot and strangled her to death. When his mother later picked her up to feed her, she knew what had happened instantly. When she asked Amarjeet if he had done it, he said yes, just like that. But once again, his parents did not report him to the police, end quote. So now we are at two unreported murders by essentially a large fucking toddler. Like how, how do you not get your kid help? I understand you love him, and you want the best for him, but this is not the best, and didn't you love your niece, or didn't, didn't you love your own fucking baby girl? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. What were you guys thinking? It's clear to us, I mean, it seems clear at least to me, that Amarjeet does not know that what he is doing is beyond messed up and he won't stop it it blows my mind that his parents were not able to see this because i mean after two murders essentially back to back of two children by a seven-year-old he's gonna if he isn't you know reprimanded in a proper way he will do this for the rest of his life According to DNA India, the second time, though, it wasn't so easily covered up. 
quote, disturbingly, some family members were aware of the atrocities of the atrocities that unfolded within the confines of their household. Yet these acts were labeled as family matters. Silence prevailed, allowing the horrors to persist, end quote. So there was starting to get some leaks, at least within the extended family, and no one said anything. The next year, now as a fully grown, mature eight-year-old, he struck again. This time, it was a six-month-old baby girl named Kushbu, which I absolutely love that name. Quote, the baby's mother left her daughter at a primary school only to find that she was missing when she returned. The distraught mother, a neighbor, alerted the police reporting her child missing. Hours later, Amarjeet, with a cold demeanor, admitted to the heinous act, strangling, strangling the innocent child and striking her with a brick. In a horrifying demonstration of his twisted psyche, he readily guided the locals to the location of where he had buried, buried her dead body. End quote. As I mentioned before, honestly doesn't seem like he underst- understands what he's doing is wrong. He so easily shares it with the parents and his police. It's almost more of a brag, you know, than anything else. The only people trying to cover this up were his mother and his father. Normally, or maybe I shouldn't say normally, but a lot of the times this could be a learned behavior or we could even trace it back to a childhood accident. Nothing of the sort here. I don't know, maybe the little fucker fell out of the tree, out of a tree as a toddler and, you know, booped his head on the way down. But there's no record of any, anything really telling that would push this behavior to come out so strongly as a seven-year-old or seven and eight-year-old now. While in, while in custody, while in custody, Amarjeet did not hold back any details and even appeared to enjoy reliving his experiences. Um, just a demented kid, I tell you. Since he was so young, he did not get sent to prison. Instead, Amarjeet was sent to a children's home and was re- required... <laughs> and was... Re- I am struggling with the QUs right now. Required to be there until age 18. A psychologist... <laughs> A psychologist here interviewed him and determined Amarjeet to be a, quote, sadist who derives pleasure from inflicting injuries, end quote, which we knew because we're, we're very smart now. Gosh, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The only seven-year-old that should ever be a killer, let alone serial, is Benjamin Button. In 2016, our triple homicide toddler over here, Amarjeet, was released from the children's home and now roams the streets once again under a new undisclosed name. Scary. I mean, that's, it's just so wild to think about. He's essentially the same age as me and already killed three people, spent the majority of of his life in lockup, and now he's got a fake name. And nobody knows where he is. Damn. There you have it, folks. That was the world's youngest running and gunning serial killer, Amarjeet Sada. I hope you enjoyed it. 
And I hope you all enjoy the rest of your fabulous weekend. Uh, If you're on the East Coast, maybe there's a hurricane in your future. So hunker down. Stay safe. Bye-bye now. Love you.